What's up, adventurers? I'm Chris, aka Tatty Bojangles, aka everybody's favorite sad boy gnome. I'm here to talk to you about fan roll dice. Look, we all love dice. They're the little knickknacks that make the clickety clacks and help us do a whole bunch of maths. That's why we've teamed up with Fan Roll Dice to offer our listeners 10% off when you use the code Adventurer10. With everything from resin to sharp edge silicone, mini little babies to chunky beefy boys, and beautiful liquid core and gemstone dice, Fan Roll Dice has you covered. So head on over to FanRollDice.com and use code Adventurer10 to get 10% off. Now, back to the action. Well, hey there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells. I'm AJ, and welcome to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy, fuck nuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks, sip cocktails, play Dungeons & Dragons, and dance around the boundaries of common decency. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, we should warn you that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. What follows is mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Now ever, now ever, as ever, I'm joined by the usual band of dice-rolling deviants. First up, we have our man on the ground in Finland, Mr. Matt Durant, a man the local Finns like to call Vitun Helta Marpa. Vitun Helta Marpa. Vitun Helta Marpa. <laughs> okay, so you, you're getting better. That first one's Vitun. Vitun. Meaning of... Genitive form of Vitu, meaning the, the, the lady parts. Yes! I couldn't quite get the second part. <laughs> Vitun Heltamapa. Heltamapa. Hel, Heltamapa. Heltamapa. Vitun Heltamapa. No. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have Hold to. Hold on, let's see uh, if we can get Google up. Out. Let's get Google up and let's see if this comes out. <laughs> There's a very small subsection of our already very small set of fans who are trying to learn Finnish using using this small segment. But, but, but by by Google, I assume. Yeah, and they and they they are what at once thankful for the opportunity, but also hate that we're doing a bad job of teaching. Them. And by Google, we mean we mean we're going to ask the producer. Producer, can you look that up for us, please? Thank you. Because we can afford a producer. Actually, Kyle. Future AJ. The producer's called Kyle. Good old Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Kyle, get me a cup of tea. Fuck off, Kyle. No, Kyle, you can't have a pay rise. Piss off. <laughs> right, are you ready? I'm going to get Google to... Not sure that second word. How many times do you practice saying this, AJ? Uh, my children on. are now fluent in Finnish swear words. <laughs> <laughs> apparently now i went on a deep dive listeners and i scraped around the arse end of reddit and uh which is where you should do all your best research and it said that this in finnish is a colloquial expression that means swamp at the whistling pussy <laughs> or something yeah okay don't ask me, don't ask me it, what said, they it said you can call somebody the, a swamp at the whistling pussy so vitun behelde mapa I, that, that there's one that's um, Vityakev. It's like spring of pussies wow. or something. Like the spring, the season. Tis the season. Tis the season for pussy. But, yeah. Like a cornucopia of cunt. Yeah. Cuntopia. Yeah. Yeah. A cuntopia. Cuntopia. Name of the episode. And there go our last two listeners. Oh, thank God Shannon's not here. We'd, we'd, oh, yes. <laughs> we'd just get 
fucking. Oh yes. I think Matt should repeat these to Milka or one of her family to see if they catch <laughs> on to what it means. So like, so see if it is like a coalition. Oh my god! Can we do a special spin-off episode where we just get like Milka to teach us Finnish? Do you think she'd do that? Teach us Finnish swear words. Yeah, just the swear words. It's a very small subsection of Finnish, which is just pure filth. <laughs> in my yeah. mind, everyone in Finland just wanders around swearing at each other because that's the only cultural point of reference. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you just go out. It, it, you, you can go out any day and you can just hit. Jumalauta viittuun perkele paskal. You thin dicked piss wizard. What does. Every, everybody shut up. We have big news. Andrew and Dagger have been signed. They are now represented by Silent Colt. Yes! For, the, for those of you who are new, for those of you who don't know, Airdrawn Dagger are the very, very, very wonderful band. The, the wonderful Lewis uh, from this very pod, from this very parish, is uh, a member of. And yeah, wonderful news. They have been signed. And if you didn't know... They very, very kindly did the theme tune. So if you've ever enjoyed the theme tune on this pod, this very pod, uh, you can thank Airdron Dagger for that. So yeah, big news. Massive news. Somewhat, you know, breaking into this introduction. But yeah, very true. We do need, we do need to give them a massive shout out. So Lewis is probably, I don't know, sipping on the Vitun for Mapa as we speak. Just cracked open a nice. Shout out to Fearless Vampire. Killers. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was look, confused by that. Great, I like. I there's do there's like some this. great bands on that label. I was having a look at some of them. Right, moving on. Next up, we have a man who likes nothing more than to crack out the WD forty and glide across the dance floor. It's the ever slippery Mister Chris Rag. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing pretty, doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, not as slippery as I'd like to be, but let's see how this goes. Yeah, do do you need to just take out so we can we can pause the pod whilst you grease up or do you wanna No, I've got I've got like a bucket above me and the more I laugh the more lubed up I get. So um yeah, we 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 need good time. Oh, so Noel's house party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. essentially. Okay. Listen, listeners, the more hashtags we we get on uh on Twitter or or X, the uh the more the bucket will tip <laughs> over. Ah, uh, yes. So get get tweeting or Xing and we can splooge him. Yeah, we get the splooge cannon. This is going to be like where where we got money to get Barbara Kebab, which we definitely still need to do. We're going to get money to get some gunge to put on top of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I invested that forty pounds into like landmines and terrorism. It's doing well. It's it's um, yeah, yeah, you you investing in investing in like Lockheed Martin and just watching it yeah. soar. Uh, no, in reality, I, I invested it in stocks of uh, Wilco's, so uh, it's it's doing great right now. It's doing great. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, yeah. So, oh do you oh think, Mister Rag, as we get more famous, do you think you will still grease yourself up, or do you think one of the first luxuries you'll get like a makeup artist to do the greasing for you pre pre pod? Would you trust anyone else to grease you up? Or? I'm still quite humble at the moment, so I think I would grease myself <laughs> up. But when the money yeah. and the power gets to my head, mm. that, could all, that could all change. Um, There's got to be a certain spot right in the small of your back that's quite hard to grease yourself. It's nice to have one spot that's ungreased if you ever need to stop. So. Oh, yeah. 
That's true. If you ever yeah. you just stop. When the fun stops, you <laughs> and should And the stop. non-greasiness yeah. just spreads, just <laughs> spreads from there over time. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I can just slam it back on the ground and then pow, tension. It's, Love yeah, that. immobilize yourself. <laughs> yeah. Dear God. Right, I'm here for that. And finally, last up, we have a man who needs no introduction. You'll know him from his best-selling self-help book, Embrace the Thirst, Embody the Woke, Practical Tips for Self-Love. It's Mr. Chris Neal. Uh, anyone who has ever met me or heard my voice or even, yeah, just, no. No, no. Practical tips for self-love. That, that smile on your face, I can see you're a man who knows a lot about self-love. Talking of those weird angles you can't quite get to <laughs> when you're greasing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was that involuntary noise uh, that just came out of Chris Rex? <laughs> oh, that was a squawk. Okay. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That that didn't come from me, by the way. <laughs> oh, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to tell. <laughs> Embrace the thirst. Embody the woke. Practical tips for self-love. You'll be signing copies, I presume, at the end. I don't mean to there's a self-report, but that's not that's absolutely not my book. I think that I think you may have me confused with someone much, much healthier uh and and much more enlightened. I swear it's your silhouette on there. Hmm. Yeah. It's distinctive. <laughs> <laughs> my my book my book's just called uh go fuck yourself because no one else will do it for you wow mm, old but mine's much more plain it's, that one that one makes it sound like a real self-help book mine's just like just go to town on yourself just atomic fuckwits what the fuck was that that looked like you were like role-playing badminton was that a wank <laughs> Or were you spanking a shuttlecock? No, just, slap- <laughs> yeah, just slapping it around a little bit. Just trying to get oh, something okay. started. How numb is it that you have to punch it to get the motor started? It's not a lawnmower. Punching you know, like pulling the fucking ripcord on your own genitals. Um, there we go. Right, we, we started early. <laughs> we started early. My Normally libido. It takes at least half an hour. My libido. Yeah, just absolutely. <laughs> dick slapping yourself there you go right okay 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 i I did workshop other ideas by the way i did have another like various book titles for you including um eat the poor fuck the rich uh which i think is one of your kind of like expressions you shout quite a lot wait eat eat the no no what you say wait wait (laughs) do not do not eat the poor fuck the rich quote eat the poor fuck the rich it's on your sure it's on your tinder profile (laughs) Your radical new form of <laughs> radical, yeah, my radical new form of politics. I only fuck poor people. No, I only fuck no. rich people, and I eat yes. poor people. Fuck rich people and eat poor yeah, people. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Uh, right. AJ's a massive Tory, uh, and he belongs in the south. <sighs> that's so judgmental. That is so fucking judgmental. <laughs> right? Have you got any more to say in your own defence, Mister Neil, or do you want to just draw a line under this whole debacle and? Um, it only gets worse from here. Uh, fuck what I want. Sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty nine. I love all your catchphrases. 
Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I faithfully leave your catchphrases in, and then usually about six months later, I discover like they actually have some hidden meaning, or you've in fact stolen them from the 1960s off some like you know old time crooner <laughs> or something like that. Like they're good, but. It turns out from a fifth dimensional perspective, if you look at all of our podcast episodes, um, the, the moment when I insert each one of these catchphrases is like a, is like a dot on a map that goes around the world. Um, and that's where, uh, the copies of my book are kept. Holy fuck. <gasps> you saying a hundred episodes of this podcast are like memento. If you play them backwards and like, there's like a hidden pattern that's going to like. Yeah, I mean, not quite that, but if you want to get simplistic about it, then yeah. Okay, sure. Apparently there's a uh, tree by a river near a hole in the ground, I've heard. <laughs> what? <laughs> is, is that where he it's buried funny. the poor person he ate? Or? Nick, Nick, Nick Kershaw, 19, 1987. No. It's just me. No. You keep sniffing, ugly. No. Good. <laughs> Get back to the craft glue there. Uh, okay, dogs. Right. So, do you want to recap? Yes. Absolutely. I might be on holiday. I might have got incredibly bored and had too much time on my hands. And I might have written the entire recap in iambic pentameter as if it was Shakespeare. So, you know, we'll just, we'll just workshop this and we'll see where it goes. If you're sitting comfortably, in Last Tale, our bold adventure is true. Had heart to heart their vampire plight in view. Logistics seemed but minor, they'd avow. Half the groups turned, fangs upon each brow. Yet sadly, Hanash's last night's meal now bobbed within the harbour's gentle keel. Maritopia left, their hope cut short. To ever plumes deep depths their quest support. Hours sailed on across the ocean's wide expanse, while distant lights in Maud Keen's eyes did dance. Firebats arrived, shipped peace they shatter. Yearning for a brawl, their fiery breath did clatter. Swiftly parked he acted, wings turned to ash. Midst heated fray, a tip to bygones past. Belsiar in memory's grip did stand. His pet crow's fate held tight within his hand. Sad end it seemed, episode complete. Yet Belsiar's act, more drama did repeat. Vampiric blood to resurrect the dead. Crow's crushed form stirred, foul curses it then spread. From mangled eye, curses dark did pour. At Crocoborn, whose fate had brought ashore. No resuscitation, Crow decreed. Its undead form, its ire well seen. Thus ends this tale as night gives way to day. In shadows deep, our characters still play. Very good. Well done. That was that was, was quite impressive. What prompt is your chat, chat GPT for that? How dare you! How dare you, Chris Rag? How dare you? Clearly I wrote that. <coughs> Clearly I wrote that myself. Um yeah, so basically, listeners, if if they didn't follow any of that, uh, they left Maritopia, they sailed off, uh, having gotten a bit of hot water, the the authorities of Maritopia discovering the body of someone that Hanash had eaten. So, you know, they charmed their way out of that, and they, they made their way out to the high seas, where they, they were sailing towards the Everplume volcano, and uh, they, met, they met some fire bats. So we sort of joined them in the middle of the night, really, out in the oceans, choppy, near the Everplume volcano where it's hot and sticky and dark. And uh, Belsiar's just resurrected his pet crow using vampiric blood. So uh, as as Cato coughs and splutters and curses, that's where we will pick up this week's episode.
Okay. God, what have I done? So just a bit of context. You're, you're, you're very out in the open. You're very exposed out in the ocean. It's the middle of the night. It's incredibly warm and hot. So the nearer you get to the Everplume volcano, all of you have just got that kind of beaded sweat. Like you are hot and sticky and, you know, it's close and muggy. The air is just hideous and, and kind of like moist. Um, and it is dark as the, as the boat rocks on the waves. Um, I guess now that we've, I guess now that the fire bats are dealt with, um, I'll head back to the, to the helm. Make sure our kind of heading is still good. I guess it's pretty obvious at this point if we're that close, if we're that close to the volcano, but I just want to make sure we're on, we're on the right track. Um, yeah. How far away from the volcano are we? Well, within eyesight, um, the volcano is obviously underwater, but you can, you saw during the, during the late afternoon, you could see the plume of dark smoke arising. And as you look in the distance, you can see there are all these kind of little, almost like the water, the closer you get, becomes soupier and sootier, almost has like a foul viscosity to it as these little like patches of fire smolder on the surface of the water. Uh, You're definitely heading in the right direction. And Tatty, you wipe off a handful of water biscuit crumbs off the chair of the, the helm. Oh yeah, onto Barbara. True. He yeah. wakes up. And- I did. I have had. I have. I have had a big day. Yeah. I think I'll make sure that the heading's still good. Um, I've started to think about what we're gonna do about getting underwater because I'm sure didn't we? Didn't we have some like water breathing potions that we got from Dutch Nuggets? Who was it? It was the. Yes, that was it. The pirate. The pirate guy. Um. Yes, so we still, still have has, some water breathing potions. I think you used them to the best of my knowledge. I think. Oh, okay. I think was the, you used them to get down the to the turtle. Um, dragon turtle. So I don't, I don't think. I mean, we get, didn't go down to the we we didn't go down to the dragon turtle. We got the dragon turtle to come up and kind of swallow us, didn't we? Swallow us, or come up to the surface, and then some of us some of us what? went up the butt. And then, uh, yeah, a surprise, lot of got eaten. surprising. Yeah. That we didn't. Yes. We didn't actually use the. Okay. We didn't actually use the water breathing potions. I don't think. Okay. Unless I'm very much mistaken. Get in the comments. That sounds about right. He definitely. In that case, you'll you'll have some. Um, they're they're the potion of inbreeding, I believe. I think they give you like gills and webbed feet. Oh, uh, they are. But oh, yeah. also mean that um, you'll start feeling you know warm intentions towards relatives if you're not careful. Uh, also, Dutch Nuggets, it is worth wait, noting, canonically, um, still is in possession of Hanash's dog. You had a dog called Salami. You rescued a dog. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> you genuinely went <laughs> to the right, trouble of rescuing a dog that was drowning. Oh, wow. Yeah, you, you were pet care. It was a Go, sausage yeah. dog. Yeah. We were riding down you fucking the stream. dove river. into a fucking like, estuary, nearly yeah, drowned to death that. rescuing a dog, and then abandoned it with a fucking pirate. Seemed like a nice guy. That poor dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, me and Belso won't be able to go under the water anyway because vampire shit. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we can't. Touch. Oh, you can't go in bodies of water. Oh, excellent. Good call. Ex- I was about excellent. <laughs> excellent. He was there. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, shit. Yeah. I wonder if there's anything we can do. So, like, we can turn into mist. So, if we've got any like waterproof containers, I wonder if we can get our misty bodies in them and then take us under. <laughs> wow! Tupperware. 
just a bat in Tupperware. Just, just a bat in a jar. in a box. Belsia does not travel. <laughs> Amazing. I was thinking more like, 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 like Count Belsia does not travel. <laughs> it's like a, like a wet skin, like a water, like a water bottle equivalent things, maybe. Uh, Vampire in a wet suit. Like, we, could, <laughs> we might have some, maybe we, maybe we have a little, maybe we, you guys have a little look around the, around the, around the boat. See if you can find any watertight containers that we can I'll look for a condom. Yeah, it must be like a barrel. If you didn't, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, you'll find something watertight because if it's not watertight, you'll just spill out of it and then die in the water. <laughs> I mean, the boat's technically watertight. Well, but it's not like it's not sealable. We couldn't take it under the water, could we? That's. I mean, you, you're more than welcome to spend a whole episode like a teaming the barge, just like. <laughs> <laughs> Speak <laughs> it into a submarine. Submarge. Although, not your best work. Ow! Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, God, wounded. Let's think. Um, yeah, you guys. If you guys want to, if you guys want to have a look around for stuff like that, for a way that we could bring you down there, because that would be good. If we have like barrels of fresh water, they'll be they'll be watertight. You can just empty one of those and well, we can squeeze what, in together. What use are you planning sharing. on being? Even if they take you underwater. So like Maud and Tatty and Moral just, just dragging two barrels around. It's like that fucking scene out The Hobbit. But are we not going to go into something? Like, oh, are we going to be constantly in the water? Like, I didn't know if we'd go into a Well, cave. you don't know. Obviously, I do. I'm just. <laughs> it could. It could be. It could be that once we get down there, like the entire there's nothing in there that is that isn't just completely submerged in water, and then we'd just be dragging. Yeah. We'd just be dragging yeah. a barrel no, around. We, with two you, you just let go, and it will float to the top. Well, I will wait for you up there. Yeah. That's exactly how. That's that's exactly how it works. What was my contribution? I was a buoyancy aid. <laughs> I'd rather be in a barrel with nowhere to go than stuck on the ship. Just. Twiddling my thumbs. Really? There's an axiom if I've ever heard it. I mean, let's. I mean, let's be fair. The, the the ship is just a bigger barrel in this in this metaphor. Wow. <laughs> in a sense, yeah. yeah. Uh, in a sense, the ocean is a barrel, <laughs> and we're all stuck on it. Not not your finest work. Not your finest work. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. just passing on the bitchiness today. <laughs> it was the. It was the. Not your finest. Work. Not your finest work. <laughs> Come on, Chris. Let yourself down, uh, Raggy. Let yourself down, and then we can all we can all criticize you too. Um, as uh, Tatty, as you're sailing, you see something reflecting in the moonlight, twinkling off the starboard bow, maybe six hundred meters in the distance. Is this going towards where the volcano is? Okay. You see moonlight reflecting off something. Hmm. I'll keep an eye on it as we as we drift closer to it. See if I can, as the light like moves around on it, I'll see if I can kind of figure out what it is from a distance before I go closer to it. Okay, sure. Make me a perception check. Hoorah! Oh, oh! I don't even know where that's gone. Okay, that's 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 fully cocked. Um, thirteen. Thirteen. As you keep on plowing forwards. In the boat, keeping an eye on the twinkling, um, you 
see after a while the 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 boat's just plowing across the waves plowing across the waves you're watching the twinkling little fires on the waters up ahead occasionally you see something twinkling off to one side on the right hand side as uh, on a 13 there's a as the progress of the boat is arrested as it suddenly crunches to a stop and you're flung forward as you appear to have got yourself snagged on something Hmm. Interesting. Um, can I go and, uh, I'll shout to everyone and let them know that we've crashed, by the way. <laughs> it seems like we've run afoul of the reef. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll run over and look over, look over the side, see if I can see what's snagged us. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it would be a reef. It would just, it would be something, something else that had got us caught up. So is there a, a light, in the, a light in the sky? Is there was some kind of uh, no. No, 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 something, something, something that was reflecting the moonlight, but it was something in uh, the water. Okay, I see. Yeah, can I go have a look over the side see if I can get a, a better idea of what's what's caught us? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang your head over the side and make me an investigation skill check as Barbara comes with you. How much contemplates pushing him, but the sides against it. Uh, twelve. I mean, it's a reef. As much as you don't want it to be oh, a reef. Okay. As you hang your head off, you see the front of the boat is sitting proud on, on the <laughs> beginnings of a reef. As you look again in the distance as you stand on the prow of the ship and you see the twinkling light, now only maybe a hundred or so meters away. How big is this this light that's that's in the water? Oh, it's not a light, is it? It's reflecting the moonlight. It's 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 not light. It's not light that's coming from the water itself. No, it's not light that's coming from the water. It's almost like reflected light. Um, I'd say it's like you know, like the size of a football, something like that. That kind of spherical. I was going to say it. I was going to say it'd be wild if if this reef was actually just the just the like outer edge of the volcano, and the light was the like inside of the volcano. And <laughs> yeah, we could see not it like a, already. Not like a furnace. It's just like the fires of hell yeah. as you, you've crashed onto the lip of... No. no Can I turn to mist and get a, get a closer look? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You can, you can evaporate into mist, yeah. As your, as your body hovers over the water, you want to stay a good deal above it. You want to go and check the light out? Yeah. Okay. Um, as you go and check the light out, you, you discover yourself... As you travel over the water and your eyes acclimatize, you have pretty good eyes now as a vampire. I don't know whether that translates when you're mist, but you're certainly sentient mist. As you travel above the water, you see after a while through the darkness, fronds and ferns and trees and the edge of a jungle as you come to the edge of a small isolated island uh, with a sandy beach and palm trees and, and ferns and a sort of jungle canopy, as you see a bedraggled-looking man in cut-short trousers, like, you know, cut-off length, knee-length uh, trousers and a raggledy shirt, as he waves up and down with a, with a sheet of metal reflecting the moonlight, trying to get the attention of the barge that's run adrift on the reef. Mm. As you just hear him sigh to himself. Why did he flag down the wrong part? He's just going, Well said! Well said! <laughs> I, 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 I think 
I think about uh, whether what I want to do, and I kind of think, well, there's two vampires <laughs> and one guy, and maybe I want to save this guy for myself. So I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, share a meal. I'm gonna go behind him and then turn from mist back into um vampire slash horror form and be like hello there as you you hear like a wet farting noise as he jumps <laughs> 10 foot out of his skin spins around and he's like what the cheapest creepers jesus christ years on this island on my own where the hell did you come from I've been behind you all this time. It's easy to just turn around. <laughs> no, that would explain the weird noises in the night. As he's like, I tried to warn the boat with the reef. I tried. Such a shame. They appear to have also crashed their boat here. Yeah, they they look like fucking idiots. So, yeah. <laughs> good, good, good luck trying to stop them, but yeah. Nah, nah, no look for those. Anyway, how did you find yourself here, friend? <laughs> well, it's a funny story. I was out. Um, I'm a scientist. I was sent here to explore. I was sent here to 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 annotate, to take notes, and um, well, I crashed my boat on the reef. What What are you exploring, if I may ask? The um, well, that is a good term. The Marabolgian Rift, if you will, which is what caused the the Everplume volcano. I was here to, you know, take notes. Unfortunately. Well, we crashed, and um, yes, we. Well, yes. Enough said about that. Uh, were you the only survivor, or have you eaten the rest? <laughs> well, well. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> How did you get here again? <laughs> like, uh, I actually, I was on the barge. That's how I know they're idiots. And when we hit the rut, hit the hit the rift, I flew all the way over here. It was quite a quite a hard hard landing. Got some sick air. <laughs> well, come, come, come! It'll be nice to have company. I've been here for years on my own. He's very scraggledy. You see him now. He's a tiefling with like just matted white wiry hair. His outfit was once nice. Is now like tattered. Um, as he's just got a pair of reading spectacles that, you know, one of the lenses has fallen out one of the eyes in his glasses, but he's still wearing them. Um, come, 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 come. Ptolemy Sablehorn, as he pumps your hand, and he just says, ooh, cold. <laughs> it is night time, and I've been from the sea. Victor Victorious, nice to meet you. Ah, oh, Victor. Lovely to meet you, Victor. <laughs> Don't know how you're running so cold. Can we just can we just can we just give Chris Rag so much credit for how great a line it is nighttime is to disguise the fact that you're a vampire? Because the only time that you're ever gonna be outside is at nighttime. <laughs> I couldn't let that go by without just without oh that's that's that was brilliant. That was brilliant. And also Victor Victorious. Are you oh. amazing. Bravo, sir. Bravo. I don't know why I felt the need to hide my name, but I did. That's no, no, no. It's all right. Uh, yeah, Ptolemy Sablehorn, uh, just an elderly tiefling scientist who's gone slightly crackers. Um, it was like yes, yes, guests, marvelous. Uh, what is he holding? Is it like? Can I can I ask to see what he's holding? Like, ah, oh, do you mind if I just check my uh, 
check my reflection, make sure I've not broken any teeth or anything on your thing, please. Because he was mostly was reflecting the light, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh, the metal. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he meant his like. I thought he meant his research notes. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got like a metal sheet of just scrap that's slightly polished, as he was trying to reflect the moonlight as as almost like a uh, lighthouse. Um, as yeah, he, he's like, well, he, of course, here you go. Thank you. I, I look at my non-reflection and go, ah, a bug, and I and I throw them out as far away as possible. <laughs> so I don't want, I don't want to know what I'm like. like uh, no reflective things around me. You just see the metal just going, <laughs> just lands in the ocean. He's like, well, that's a shame. <laughs> okay. I'd, I'd love to chat research with you. I mean, you must be dying to have some conversation. Solomon's just like, ah, that was my favorite mirror. <laughs> um, he's he's literally like, well, yes, I have been talking to myself for the last two years, so it would be lovely to do it to another human being. I mean, albeit one who just throws my stuff in the sea, but it will be. It was a bug. Lovely. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bugs carry disease. <laughs> he looks up. He's like. Your eyes, your eyes turn red and like a cloud of darkness appears behind you. He's like, come, 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 come. How will we get your friends here? Um, I think they've got a plan. Uh, something involving a barrel, I reckon. But uh, they'll sort it out. Don't worry. They're, they're, they're dumb as fuck, but they, they do manage to get out by somehow. Yeah. Well, come to my hut. Come, come, come. As he just like <laughs> ushers you along as you pad up the beach um, it's it's quite nice when you get there. I mean, it's dry. Some of the sand is quite black from the sort of like burnt sooty water, but um, not not an unpleasant place to be shipwrecked if ever there was a place. Um, right, panning back to the boat, Tatty, Belsia, and Morden, Aristobulus, and um, Toad Flaps. What what are you doing? Because you got no idea what's going on. Is the boat immovable now? Are we aground? I mean, you don't know. I mean, looking at the, I mean, looking at the reef, though, does it look like it's shallow enough that we could just get out and hoof it? Yeah, you don't look like Noah's Ark on top of Mount Sinai. Like you're, mm. you, you look like you've just, you know, clipped the edge of a reef. Mm. I guess. Well, yeah, I guess it's not really an issue to me because I can just fly to the island and yeah. hang out with our new pal. I was going to say, maybe uh, maybe we just spend a little bit of time making sure that as, as, much as, as much as we can, we kind of make the, make the boat safe, just in case like a strong wind pulls it, out to, pulls it back out to sea or something. Um, maybe we try and hoist it a little bit further onto the reef so that, um, so that it, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't go flying. And that was me imagining you were just going to put it in reverse. You're, you're just, you're just gonna... Well, I mean, I can't, I can't put the, I, I can't put the arcane handbrake on. So uh, there's a reference. There is a reference. The arcane handbrake. Mm. Oh, I wasn't sure you'd catch that. I did. I edited that. It was a, it was a great one shot. What do you want to do? You just want to tether up? Yeah, I think I would assume that there's like so at least some ropes on the mm, on the yeah. ship itself yeah and I, and I think i've got i think i've got like 50 feet of rope something like that so okay. i think if we try and we try and do some try and do some classic sailors knots 
Uh, okay. those classic ones that, those classic ones that you don't know the names of and no one knows the names of, but you call them classic sailors nuts because they're, they're so reliable. Um, can you make me a pure ability skill check and I'll just say you can, sorry, a pure dexterity ability, um, check and you can make it with advantage because there's other people on the boat. So I presume with all of you, you managed to. Uh, that is a, it's pretty good. Uh, it's a 21. 21. At first, you get the rope out, you hoik it over the edge, and you find a bit of reef sticking proud of the water that would be hard to see as it's all black and kind of like sooty. As what first looks like a bow tie rapidly turns into a very dexterous sailor's knot um, that appears to have um, hold the boat in place. Um, as you you basically gift wrap the boat in rope and attach it to the reef, seems sturdy. Yeah, I would imagine if I'd rolled lower, then it would literally just be gift wrapping the boat in rope, yeah, and not attaching it to anything. No. Um, so you get out a pair of scissors and just run it along the rope <laughs> as it curls up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a real clean cut. I guess we tie up the boat uh, and we um, we start making for. We start heading towards where where Hanash, uh, the way Hanash went, essentially. Okay, um, it's only about hundred meters. How do you want to? How do you want to get there? Uh, I mean, if I can, depending on how how shallow the reef is, uh, I will potentially either walk or see if I can see if I can catch a lift on Barbara uh, to get there. Yeah, it's a, it's a variable thing. Sometimes the reef rides high, sometimes it rides slow. But yeah. Trapping yourself to the back of your wolf, getting a free doggy paddle, um, mod in tow, Aristobulus, um, toad flaps. All of you wash up on the edge of the beach. All of you, except Belsiar, obviously, who flies, looking slightly filthy. It's not clean water here. This is very sooty, brackish water mm-hmm. from the Everplume. As, um, yeah, you come up looking pretty filthy. Um, you look like you've just gone swimming in a bog, somewhat slick and oily. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, I guess if we can see it, we'll head for the we'll head for the hut that Ptolemy took took Hanash into. Yeah, with your with your very good tracking skills. Yes, sorry. Uh, can you let me know when I can see them coming, please? Yeah, with your... Okay, we'll say somewhere between Tatty's incredible tracking skills, he can see the footprints going up the beach, and your heightened vampiric senses, you can uh, you can hear the coughing and spluttering of the, the, the filthy people who've just washed up on the beach. Yeah, you're uh, you're aware they're coming, Anash. Uh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I asked my new friend quickly, like, oh, where's your notebook? I'd love to read it. Um, sure, make me a persuasion, Jack. <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll make sure I can find the stuff that we need before uh, killing this guy. Ah, oh, man, six. Such <laughs> 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 such high planning. <laughs> uh, six. Six. He looks at you as he's like, well, I mean, um, he just like shows you a table that's just full of scrolls 
and kind of like just random thing. He's been he ran out of paper a long time ago, so he's just been like etching on planks and things like that. As you see a lot of like scientific like scribbles, as he's like, well, the tremors, the tremors, they're a sign. Follow the tremors. They all are leading to the same place. The pattern of the tremors, I have been plotting them for years. I was sent here. Originally, people said that they were just rumblings of a volcano. But look, as he just lifts up a plank with like almost like a timeline on it that he's edged in. The tremors are getting closer together. Interesting. And then I bite him. <laughs> uh, like, I think before did you say that I can have some blood but not kill someone yeah uh, there's like an, I don't have to drink all the blood I think we've maybe said before oh god how are you going to do that I mean um, yeah maybe, maybe just for the rule of cool make me a sleight of hand skill check okay to see how dexterous with your, your bloodletting you, you are yeah. we talked about this before just for the rule of funny, I think it's funnier if you can try and keep him alive, but sometimes yeah, you just piss. The, the uh, Fifteen. Fifteen! As he's telling you, just very animatedly waving around different bits of research as these two fangs crunch into his neck as he's like, Oh! Well, it's been a long time since I've had affection. Intimacy! As you just feel the warmth of his blood. <laughs> he's like, No, no! No, no! As he he flails around as you pin him down, and you can feel the warmth of his blood draining down your throat, mm. blood splattering over his notes. Uh, I go yeah. I take my teeth out. I go yummy. Yeah, like, you might want to put your hand there. I say, <laughs> sorry, old boy, but uh... <laughs> his glasses have fallen off as he's just shuffling backwards on his haunches across the floor. He's holding on to the side of his neck as blood is seeping through his fingers as he's like, no, 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 it's not time yet. It's not time. The tremors. <laughs> I take off a bit of my, like, I rip a bit of my garment off and, like, give it to him to, like, kind of put against his, like, his injury to try and keep him alive. And I'm like, we'll look into the tremors. We're here on the same page as well. I didn't want to do that, but I'm a vampire, so I'm going to suck, suck sometimes. And I gotta, I gotta <laughs> wish I didn't say that sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, new catchphrase, time to suck, suck. <laughs> it's time to suck, suck. His eyes going as wide as dinner plates. Ptolemy Sablehorn is like, I'm not going to lie, I'm getting very mixed messages of you. Are you here to kill me or help me? Pure serial killer vibes from Hodash, just being like, <laughs> and then just being like, I, I, I had to do that. I'm a vampire. I like to suck. I, I'm here to help you, but I was a little bit thirsty, and I didn't think you'd consent, so I just had to bite you. As um, he's like, well, if you were thirsty, why didn't you say? As he opens a drinks cabinet at the back, and he's got all these jars, as he pulls one out, pours them, into two glasses and hands you one. Uh, I, I appreciate your um, yeah your your loveliness. I, uh, thank you very much, and I give him a little cheers, and I drink it. Oh no, Hanash gets really bitey when he's drinking. <laughs> As you neck it, he's like, "Oh, that hits the spot." As it's a sharp, acidic taste, very bitter. Um, as yeah, it's um, you can feel it burning. 
your throat as it goes down, as he's like, Well, Matt, I'm still a little bit unsure about you. You did just bite me. But the tremors! As the rest of you all join in the edge of the hut, coming in, you just see the doctor with a bleeding bandage wrapped around his neck. I'm furious, and I look at Hanash, and I'm like, I thought you were going to share. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have it all. You can go suck, suck if you want, buddy. Uh, oh, God. I, I, I charm him, and I just, like, walk over and just sink my fans in my own neck while glaring right, what does at he have to, like, He has to beat a certain something, because he can see you. Your charm works better when they can't see you. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. DC 17... Oh, he beats it outright. He's he he might look like a sunburned fruitcake, but this guy's still got a couple of things going for him. As he literally looks at it and goes, once bitten, twice shy. As he just goes to the drinks cabinet, gets out some more like half coconuts and starts pouring the fluid in, just handing it to you, Belsia. I stand with my coconut and I'm just glaring at Hanash like... <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I think it's for some reason in my head, it's even funnier if Belsia has a straw in that coconut. I, I can't explain why. <laughs> There's definitely a little umbrella. Just a little umbrella. I see Belsia out of my eye and then I just try not to make eye contact, just like feeling awkward and so, a little bit. Soft. Tatty, he also pushes a half coconut full of the fluid into your hand as well. As, um, yeah, it's refreshing, quite brackish and bitter, um, burning. As it hits your windpipe, but a refreshing tipple. Is it like is it like booze, or is it just some weird shit that he's made? <laughs> is, is it piss? <laughs> as, as you ask this, is it piss? AJ? He, <laughs> is it just is it just ashy, sooty piss? <laughs> as as he as. He says, ah, you have a keen taste. Yes. Look, I've been fermenting my own piss for the last five years. It's an acquired taste. You fucking nonce. <laughs> As he's like... I throw my cup to the floor and I just storm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As the piss splashes ah, out of your a coconut. A piss that tastes like victory. <laughs> It's Aristopulus. It's like, huh? An acquired taste. As he just holds out his coconut for more. Good vintage. Yeah. So you've all arrived. As Ptolemy just goes around, just taking cups of coconut piss off you. He's pumping hands as he's like, it is good to have company, albeit hungry, thirsty company. But I was shipwrecked here many years ago. I came to investigate the reef. To look at the Maribolgian rift, which had caused the Everplume volcano to erupt. There have been tremors and shakes here. Mm. I have been watching the pattern closely. What's the um what's the pattern of these of these tremors? He um like shows you some of his notes, which are almost like scribbled lunacy. Um he's managed to make kind of ink out of like refined boiled down sooty water as he's sort of like frantically and you know animatedly gesticulating at stuff as he's like every day three tremors at three points in the day i've been here for years plotting them and you can see he's been using the sun and the arc of the sun as a as a like rudimentary clock as as he's like they're getting closer and closer 
Eventually, they will converge into one tremor. Eat sure the days aren't going shorter. <laughs> well, I have been drinking my own piss for years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I'll tell him why we're here. We, uh, we've we been sent to retrieve a valuable magic item from, from the volcano itself. Ah. So any information that you have about the volcano... I mean, other than the obvious, um, would be, would be, be super, super appreciate. Well, I've never been down there personally. Few can, few would. I mean, it's so hot and filthy and also a rift. I mean, it has changed the very makeup of the land around here. You've seen the fiery bats, I presume. That's not to mention the newts, the fire newts, the fire bats. Yeah, we we had a little run in with some bats on the way in. Yes, they um nasty, nasty, nasty things. Only come out at night, though. Not much use in the day. So, yes, I. Well, I mean, you can see the smoke billows from the water from the very heart of the crust of the earth. But yes, something far more sinister that way comes. I feel those tremors are a portent. A sign of something far more melodious. When did the rift first open and create the volcano? Is that something you is that something you know? Well, thousands of years ago, judging by the looking at the patterns of the tremors, thousands of years ago. Mm. I wonder how far apart those tremors were when it first started. If when you st- if when you started measuring them, they were three times a day. Maybe. Thousands of years ago, when they maybe when they first started, it could have been much less frequent. They may well have been three a week, three a month, three a year. They're now three a day. I do not know what will happen when they all align. Mm. As you feel a rumble and a shake underneath your feet on the sand as you stand, ah, as if by clockwork, you feel the very ground underneath you shake and shudder as you feel it reverberating through your toes and up your legs. You see, I'm not totally bonkers. As he winces, holding on to the two puncture wounds in his neck and the filthy rag that's holding it together. Your friends are strange. Uh, one man's strange is another man's um, fucking mental. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't have... I don't have any explanation for you. Your friends have not sucked you off? No, uh, I've not had that pleasure. Oh, now she's peering around corners, just being like, <laughs> Lucky me. But what is mine is yours, but, you know, explore the island is not too big. Yeah. There's food to be had if you know how to hunt it. Mm. Okay. I think for I think for us, the, the big thing is going to be figuring out how we can how we're able to get down into the into the into the water far enough to get close to the volcano if like you said the it's like the heat is going to be a real issue yes visibility heat need to figure out some form of protection um and i don't know what that is yet um okay. well if i can what time help of day you. is it what time of- um deep into the nights deep into the nights i mean you know sunrise is going to be within Spitting distance, you know, you're you're an hour or less off sunrise, so the night is is rapidly drawing to a close. Oh shoot! I think we I think we 
get inside, we we uh, batten down the hatches a little bit and settle in for a good rest until maybe like mid morning. <laughs> Just get a get a get a get a nice long rest in, and then we start we start planning, we start strategizing, and we're going to be leaning on your expertise here, Ptolemy. Um, as the old saying goes, at mid morning we plan. I just want to check. I mean, obviously, what is mine is yours. Even my blood, apparently. But, you know, what do I get out of this? Um, when we, when we make our way down to the, to the volcano, uh, and we will, uh, with your help, um, we'll, uh, we'll have a look around for anything that, that could be used to support your, your scientific, uh, hypothesis about the tremors and see if we can find out any information about the tremors really um and the rift itself i have but one favor to ask would you take me with you when you leave sure sounds good as a friend as a colleague not as a snack suck suck we'll 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 negotiate in the morning i'm not a travel suite to be sucked on i'm kidding I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking eat you. Look at me. And I like do a half, half little jump as if I'm like trying to jump up to his neck. Just like, eh. Eh. Okay. Eh. I'm not a vampire, but you, you catch my drift. On these, on these grounds, I believe we can work together. Okay. Well, make yourself at home. My hut is but humble, made out of the remains of the boat which I smashed upon the reef years ago. I had some. Bits, but your friend threw them into the water in rage. But, um, yes, what is mine is yours. Except my blood. Oh, uh, I'm going to go sleep on the boat. I say, I bid you adieu and turn to mist and go back to the boat. Because, A, I don't trust this fucking guy. I think he's going to steal that boat as soon as we're asleep. And then, B, <laughs> Are you supposed to get off the violence? I don't trust him. You don't trust him. You've shared bodily fluids with him. I don't think that's the basis for trust. <laughs> I mean, he stole bodily fluids from him. He didn't share okay. them with him. <laughs> I gave no return. Yeah, I, I, I tied his piss and his blood. Um, so yeah, it's I'm, true. You, you've, you've imbibed his piss and his blood. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to sleep on the boat. Um, okay. I'm going to set like a. Like a bit of rope with like a little bell on it. So like if he comes on, it wakes me up. Sure. Okay. <laughs> what are you doing, Belsia? Um, I'm weighing up. I know the right thing to do would be to find like a wild boar or something and suck its blood. Yeah. But does it look like, does it look like there's any kind of reasonably sized mammals or large birds? Around it's night time at the moment. You'd, that, you'd be better. You'd be, guys you'd be better placed to check in the morning, or get Tatty to. I can't check in the morning. I'll be going out to see if I can find us some food anyway. So I might see if I can find you something living. Find me a live, uh, a live boar. Yeah. All right. I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> can I roll to see if I can resist the temptation to bite? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> To bite um, this guy. <laughs> oh, <yes>. no. 
<laughs> he's, he's, he's looking mighty, mighty juicy right now. I do love how how much you guys are committing to this. It is very, it is very you. <laughs> I feel like this is a desire I can't yeah, control. Yeah, make me. What's your kind of like willpower going to be? Probably your wisdom, I guess. Like, make me a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Okay. Seven. Seven. You are fucking thirsty. As he's he's moving around doing nice bits of housework, <laughs> just making small like beds for you and hammocks. As uh, he's just a he's just a sack of blood. Like he smells amazing. Like he smells like like fresh coffee and like you know bacon sandwich in the morning. He he smells delicious. He bends over to adjust a hammock. You see, as he bends over. His, his like raggedy shirt rides up and you just see part of his hip and his lower buttock is exposed. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I'll hardly feel it. Make me a, (laughs) make me a, a, um, I thought you were about to say Marcel Sates' other appetites instead and just hardcore flirts with this guy. Mm. Maybe a uh, slight of mouth check. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that landed on an edge. That's an eight. An eight. As um, you dig your teeth into the meat of his buttock and just start, like, supping on it, um, as he moves and you just drag your teeth along the meat of his ass cheek, as he's like, ha, 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 as he's like, oh, Jesus, oh, why, why? As you've basically just got, like, you've got a mouthful of ass meat um, and he's got a nasty (laughs) gash. I'm, I'm sorry. He's uh you you've just got a piece of meat caught between your teeth as you pull a bit of like arse meat out of your out of your teeth as he's like as he's like my hospitality is clearly running dry here. It's my it's my dark desires. As you see he puts a hand on his bloody arse cheek as he just hobbles out. I'm sorry, I feel much better now. And I smells this and is furious and turns back into the distance <laughs> back of the hell and, and bites the guy and eats the rest of him. <laughs> I really want, I really want, I really want Hanash to kill the guy and then fucking eat his, eat, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound bad, but I want you to stay with me on this. I want Hanash to, I want Hanash to drain all his blood out of his neck and then see the guy's butt where Belsiar has tried to eat him. And then Hanash's response to this, as it could only be for Hanash, is to eat this guy's whole ass. <laughs> So Belsiar knows knows why this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to leave a note as well. You've got to leave a note. Um, yeah, as, as the guy the guy leaves, um, he just scuttles out of the room, like holding on, like you know, blood seeping between the fingers as he tries to apply pressure to his butt meat. As he just finds a rock. And just sits down on it and just starts washing the wound on his butt as he hears the snapping of a twig behind him, turns around, feels Hanash standing behind him as he's like, this is not going to end well, is it? As you just 
devour him as Tatty, you hear a scream in the night. <sighs> so much for waiting for breakfast. I then bury. I want to. I need to dig a hole. So I, I get. Um, I, I find a bit of metal that I threw away, and then I dig. I dig, I dig a very shallow grave. For this guy. And uh, I, I kick him in. Go banana bed. Banana bed. And the happy birthday, and then kick him in into the into the thing, and then like just like scoop <laughs> the mud into a little pile, and like a little flower put on top. And okay, make me an ath- athletic skill check. <laughs> God, he picked the wrong boat. <laughs> this is criminal behaviour. Uh, I got eleven. Eleven. Yeah, you know, you do the best job you can to get the piece of metal. You scrape out a shallow grave out of the sand. Uh, having sucked him dry, you literally sucked him so hard, you've sucked the flavour out of him. As you dump his corpse in, brush the sand back over, stamp out to look. It's a bit like a kid trying to bury their parents at the seaside. You've done a mediocre job. Like, it's okay. Like, two-thirds of him's underground. As you see, crabs are already starting to gather on the beach and nipping at his body. I go over to the guys and like, I think he's left. I think he's just walked off. Uh, yeah, to, I think you've you still got blood, just like just blood all the way down your front. <laughs> Hanash, Hanash, you have a meteoric erection. <laughs> <laughs> Hanash just clips his dick on the door frame on the way in. Is <laughs> it just what on what on what going around the room? I'm going to put up a tent. <laughs> Phenomenal. I'd say it's a sundial, but you can't be out in the daylight. In the following night, this guy will come back as my vampire spawn under my control. <gasps> and back into mist and onto the boat. Phenomenal. Um, right, we're going to take a quick Jeez. drinks break here. We've gone a little bit over. So five minutes, grab a drink, grab yourself a refresh, whatever you need, and I will see you back here in five minutes. I'm so glad I spent so long making that character up and giving him a backstory. He'll be back. He'll be back. And then he'll come back right. as a vampire. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. With a Gucci sand full of Gucci. Right. Brilliant. <laughs> see you all shortly. I've got nothing else I can do here. Nothing no, else. Not your, not your best work, AJ. Not, not your best Sandy work. Gooch, I'm not the one getting hard-ons murdering all my fucking characters. Right, see you in a minute. Have a good drink break. True crime, conspiracy theories, political ramblings. There's none of that on the brand new Adventures Anonymous Patreon account, but we do have exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers. Maps, artwork, and flash fiction from the AA Cinematic Universe. Puzzles one-shots and interviews, live streams with the Adventurers Anonymous cast. With a Patreon subscription from just £2 per month, it's a great way to show us you care. Because we care. Go to patreon.com and search Adventurers Anonymous podcast. Right, it, the, the, the evening is, is getting away from us and we need to get, get this to a juncture where we can hopefully step off um, for the evening at some point at a sensible juncture. So picking back up where we left off, um, the players have arrived on an island on the edge of the Everplume volcano, found a survivor of a shipwreck who was sent there to, to, for research and scientific purposes. Um, 
And having scantly listened <coughs> to his ramblings about the tremors coming from the volcano, have then used him as an amuse-bouche, if you will, to satiate their thirst. Uh, I'm not sure he got divvied up exactly fairly. I feel it was a bit one-sided. One of you got a good drink and the other got a nibble of arse meat. <coughs> Everyone knows Belsial's an ass man. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Mouthful of ass. Um, yeah. So I, I like skinny scavenger buds. <laughs> um, yeah, his ass was chewy. I mean, he had, he had a sunburnt, slightly overcooked ass. Like if you leave the lamb in the slow cooker too long, it was, uh, his ass meat was stringy, tough. But yeah. Subscribe to our Patreon. I'll I'll write the lyrics for that. Also. Will you now? Will you? Uh, yeah. So as sunrise glints over the horizon, Belsia, you see it at first the sparkling of the sun as it hurts your eyes and burns your skin as it slowly slides over the horizon and trickles over the sea. Um, I'm the the boats the. Boat, well, the the house is light tight, right? If we, if I just more of a rudimentary hut. Yeah, I mean, I said I'd try and make it as as battened down okay. as I could. Sure. You, you know, what? I'm going to play it safe. I'm going back to the boat. Okay. Are you joining him, Hanash? I'm joining Hanash. I'm already there. Before the break, I turned to Mist and went back to the boat. Ah, okay, right, yeah, so both of you back in the boat. Tatty, yourself, Maud, Aristobulus, Toadflaps, Barbara, all find yourself standing on the beach, watching the rays of the sun slowly peek up over the top of the horizon over the water as the day slowly turtle heads into existence. Oof, that's a, that's a wild image. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I'll, I guess I'll, as 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 it starts to get a bit lighter, I'll uh, I'll go. I'll probably leave Aristobulus with Maud and Barbara. Oh no, I'll take Barbara with me, but I'll leave those two at uh, at the hut, and uh, I'll um, I'll go do some hunting. See if I can find something for breakfast. Sure. Um, Aristobulus is slowly drinking his way through the piss cabinet, and Maud. Uh, Maud's basically just having a lie-in with toad flaps as, um, yeah, you make your way out. Walking down the beach, the first thing you notice is two arms and two legs sticking out of the sand. (laughs) Ah, Ptolemy, you've been hiding something, you dirty old dog. Uh, I'll... uh... I'll, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll dig around in the sand to see if I could see what, what the fuck this is. You dig, just shovel it. Well, I mean, make, make me a, um, make me an athletics check as you're tiny. Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, athletics 18. Getting part of a broken oar 
and using it as a shovel. You dig and you dig and you dig, exposing the body of Ptolemy. You see the sand, which is already black and brackish anyway from the sort of like filthy soot water you see is red. As you see the shocked look on Ptolemy's face, his broken glasses still hanging on his face. As you see the side of his neck is torn out and he has a nasty wound to his buttock. I mean, looking at the wounds, looking at the wounds, it's pretty obvious, right? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does not take a genius to work out. Hanash and, Hanash and Belsiar were having a polite conversation with him. And then these, and then these two other vampires ran in and, and, <laughs> and assaulted this poor man. Glad you understood. Hit the ass. <laughs> you punctured his ass. Poked his butt. Poked his butt. I'm just like, I'm just like realizing in my dream, like, ah, I should have written a sign on the dirt saying, don't disturb, sleep him. having a dirt nap do not disturb uh yeah tatty as you stand there staring into the shallow grave looking at the shocked corpse of the the elderly tiefling scientist with his throat ripped out was there i can't remember when hanash when when you when you killed him and buried him did you say that you you put something to like commemorate him on top of the sand as Uh, well yeah i found a little flower oh did you okay Okay. Well, I said I, said I did. I don't know if there was any flowers to find, but that's why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just see some leaves, which you, you like. Just throw some leaves on it. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine fucking Hadash just just holding holding a bunch of like rough leaves in front of this like really really like shoddy grave, and just giving like <laughs> just giving like the greatest speech ever. At this guy's graveside. Just wake up with like a rash on my hands. <laughs> ah, fuck. Yeah, just holding on to stinging nettles. <laughs> you died as you lived. Fucking tasty. And then just... Scattering <laughs> leaves. Uh, yeah, as the warmth of the sunlight hits the side of your face, Tatty, you see the sun is now almost proud of the horizon. As he groan a little bit and sigh internally, looking down at the ravaged corpse of the stranger who you met a handful of hours ago, looking back at the boat, knowing that it houses your two friends whose instincts are now slowly becoming less and less tamed. You make your way further down the beach with Barbara just leaving the shallow corpse and the crabs that are slowly starting to nest. I think I'll take the, I'll take the body back to, back to the hut and just. Weekend at Bernie's style, prop it up outside. Okay, yeah. Dragging the body, you just, just smearing him across the sand. You you manage to get underneath him and with some degree of effort, just slump him on the bench out the front of uh, his hut as his head lolls at an angle. And you just see, uh, you see a crab claw come out of one of his nostrils as clearly like things have started inhabiting his like cranial cavities. I start heckling the dead body. I'm just like, ugh, pull yourself together, man. Aristobulus <laughs> looks over, having pretty much cleared out the cabinet of piss. He's like, there's no need for judgment. <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll prop, uh, I'll prop, uh, Ptolemy up on the front porch. Uh, just like, just basically just like sat leaning against the hut, just with his arms down, like, you close his eyes with your two fingers you see Ptolemy now has a rictus grin as um, 
rigor mortis is slowly starting to set in. He's both got an erection and a rictus grin. I'm sure that that sounds right in terms of pathology. Surely all corpses die with a hard-on. As you make your way down the beach, scanning for signs of life, I need you to make me a nature check. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. You see tracks leading across the beach, heading off into a set of thick gorse bushes to one side. Okay. Uh, I'll, um, I'll get, I'll get lower to the ground, lower to the ground, uh, and, uh, and, and go, go stealth. And I will, if I can, if I can see the tracks on the ground and which way they go, I'll try and like, if the tracks are going like straight ahead, for example, I'll try and like go around a little bit so I can try and get the high ground on whatever it is or like get, get like a different vantage point on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll take Barbara with me as well. Okay. Uh I'll roll stealth for you as well. Uh, 29. 29. Almost like you're leaving no tracks as you're like you're moving so stealthily and so quietly. You crest the brow of a sand dune as you look down into the bush. You can see a giant land crab hiding in the middle of the bush. Quite large, Ooh. maybe, uh, maybe a meter across. Whoa! So you mean like, you mean like, fantasy giant? Yeah, fantasy giant. I uh, mean, they cool. do exist. You do get giant crabs that are about a meter across. Like, really? Yeah. Let's fucking prove it. I will later. If Pixel you want. GTFO. <laughs> <laughs> crabs. <laughs> On tonight's knowledge hour. Just dip it in natural yogurt, Matt, and you'll get rid of them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'll if I can if I can see it, uh I'm gonna like and I like put my hand on on the back of Barbara's head and just like very gently like stroke her head. Because I assume that having hunted with her for quite a long time, she can she can all and she has much better senses than me. She can see it as well. Um just to like stop her from running at it. Barbara's aware and she's not wildly comfortable with it. She's She's got her nose pointed like a setter directly at it. Mm. She's growling. I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can, um, I'm going to see if I can take it out. See if we can take, 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 take a nice prize back to the hut. Maybe we can have a fancy breakfast. Mm -hmm. uh, I will roll an attack roll. I need, I need scale. I need, I need scale. Look at it. Look at it. He's not holding a ruler next to it. He's holding his dick up next to a crab. Nature's <laughs> ruler. The penis. Uh, roll an attack for you. Ooh, that is, that's a big old attack roll. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll hunt his market as well before I do anything else. Um, and I got a 20, 29 again to hit. That hit. Well, 17 damage. 17 damage. Yeah, that, that was doing some considerable damage. Uh, as you shoot it, you see an arrow hit in the joint between its claw and the main part of the, the, the chitinous shell. As it spins around, sees you, it's got two eyes on stalks as you hear it going. As it literally flies up the sand dune at you, like coming for you. As one of its claws takes a swing at you, 
it is going to make a claw attack at you. <laughs> it gets an eight. Yeah, that's not going to hit. As you see the claw go in front of your nose, as two razor-sharp claws snap together as you jump backwards. Um, I... Hmm. Oh, I know what I can do. Uh, two things that I've barely used before. Your penis. <laughs> oh. My penis and my butt. Dick's like a <laughs> crab to death. With a gnome penis. I'll, uh, I'll put my, I'm going to put my, uh, short bow away and I'm going to take out, I'm going to take out the flame tongue short sword that, yes. uh, we got from, Ooh. that we got from what's a, what's a, why no tits? I can't remember. I can't remember what her name was. Lilith something. And that was it. Uh, Lilith von Spluth. Oh, I did actually get the name right. Okay. Um, I'll take out the, uh, the flame tongue short sword and I'll, let me see. What sword is the blaze? Use a bonus action. The entire internet waits with bated breath to hear what the magic word. word is that Tatty needs to say to make his sword light up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't know if you'd remembered that I said I was, I was, I was waiting until I used it. Please be thirst trap. Please be thirst trap. I'm going to use, uh, my bonus action to set it ablaze and I go, El Fuego! <laughs> <laughs> as the blade glints in the sunlight flames just illuminate it sort of like just traveling the shaft of the blade crackling and blazing um yeah as you howl el fuego have at the crab so i would assume because it's uh because it's come right up to me that it is within five feet of barbara yeah yeah Watch him roll a natural one and carve Barbara in half. Abs- absolutely, don't say that. Don't even, don't even joke. Um, that's a f- <laughs> fifteen to hit. Uh, hits, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't beats it, beats it. Uh, this it's got an armor class of fifteen. This is gonna. Oh, thank God. This is gonna be uh, a strange amount of damage. Um, let's see. Okay, I got one d six. 2d6. It's like 6d6 damage. Uh, that's fucking wild. Jesus Christ, like buttering toast with a chainsaw. Overkill. <laughs> uh, 24 damage. 24 damage? Well, I only had 7 health left, so how do you want to do this? Uh, I, um, in a very, in a very non-tatty move, I will pull out the short sword and go, El Fuego! And it just goes, just like flames <laughs> dance up it. And then I'll like, holding it up like that, I'll just go, no, that doesn't feel right. And I'll spin it to like a backhand and just go, just like stab it through one of its eye stalks. Can you cook it at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, as you crunch down through the chitinous armor, you hear a gurgling and a splutter as you pierce it through whatever its vital organs are, as the legs go limp and it slumps down, twitching for a while on the end of your sword before lying still. I'll make sure to keep the, to keep the, the flame away from the, the, the actual meat. You know, I'll probably, I'll probably like take, take the eye stalks off, uh, and, uh, yeah, I'll probably take the eye stalks off and then I'll, I'll just, uh, I'll drag it back to, uh, I'll drag it back to the, to the phenomenal. Heart. 
uh, ripping out the eye store for some good eats for, for no reason yeah you drag it by one of the distended legs just pulling it as it's dragging you know it's making a, an amazing like pattern across the sand as you drag the corpse of the uh, giant land crab back across the beach uh, you see it's leaking body fluids as you've left a trail of like vital like body fluids um on the sand as you slump it back in front of the corpse of um Ptolemy. He's still just leaning against the side. Oh, of the this house. isn't this isn't going near this isn't going near the corpse. We're not having any cross contamination here. I, I from from Tai's perspective, this body is dead and it is not coming back. The the I'm I'm taking this I'll take this inside. I'll leave the body outside, but I'll take the crab inside. Okay. Right. As you do that, your your hunting prowess proven. Uh, as if it was ever in doubt, you've managed to catch yourself some some genuine wildlife. Uh, you can have yourself a crab thermidor or some <laughs> such. I think as a pairing advice, it's best drank with a nice, cool, crisp bottle of 1974 Ptolemy piss. Mm. You just have to let it breathe a little bit before drinking. Uh, right, so panning back to the boat, what are you two missed forms? Are you just, it's, it's daylight. We're exploring each other's misty. <laughs> Get out of my space. The, t- the two mists have joined each other. <laughs> See, two, two, two greased up naked vampires just wrestling on the deck. This is the weirdest courtship how, ever. How, how does mist get slippery? <laughs> <laughs> Slippery mist. You're about to find out, baby. Slippery mist sounds like some sort of aftershave somebody would have bought me in the 90s as a birthday present. Yeah. Slippery mist. Maybe plasma? I become plasma? Plasma. <laughs> just, just, just glowing. Yeah, what, what What are you two doing on the boat? As, as Tatty's, like, you know, flexing his manhood, cooking a crab, what, what are you, um, what are you two doing? During the daylight hours is your, you know, downtime. Uh, I get out of my cards and I just uh, <laughs> do a Go fish. <laughs> sure, why not? I look at the cards and they're just like covered in you blood. You betting like, on there's, this? There's, there's no actual, you can't see what's underneath the cards because of this. So, so bloody. Uh, oh, they're no so much. sticky with body fluids. Yeah. Oh, grim. Oh, that's that's absolutely. I thought they were Aristobulus's cards at first. <laughs> um, they're all just they're all just stuck together. <laughs> it's like a magic trick. You just pick up a card and they all come with it. <laughs> what are you? Are you two are just playing cards. Are you going to bet? Can I um, try and make my my bunk into a more of a a coffin? <laughs> so I feel like I I want to go in for this whole vampire chic. Yeah. Aesthetic. The aesthetic is very important to me. Okay. Uh, make me a perception check. Interesting. That's a 12. A 12. Yeah. You mean you, you go down into the hold and you see all the sort of crates of stuff that was down there that we've already talked about. Um, there's lots of editions of Angler's Weekly that um, Roger Squeals left on the boat by accident. You see Marjorie Squeals, like little gnomish wedding dress. Uh, you can see some of the paintings that Maud's done on various canvases made out of sailcloth <laughs> stretched between planking. Um, yeah, it's crates and boxes. 
you can see there's there is also the emergency life raft, the lifeboat, if you will. Ooh, that'd make a nice coffin. Um, I'd better not. Um, not for my own sake, but I don't know. I wonder how far we could get as mist. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll 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 find a crate and I'll like snap some boards off and take them up to the bunk, nail them in place, um, make a little lid. Phenomenal. Or maybe I can do like a mechanism where I can, like a spring-loaded mechanism so I can like rise bolts yep. upright. It's like, you know, there's just like a ticking and then it goes, whoop! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, you've made yourself a mysterious little bunk. You've nailed various, but you've MacGyvered. You've basically MacGyvered yourself a coffin bunk. Uh, you managed to like put some candles around it and scatter some soil in it. It looks mysterious. Ooh, yes. Unfortunately... Yeah. The contraption that comes up actually operates more like a stake and kind of goes into you when you wake up. Just digs yeah. into your buttock me. <laughs> yeah, as you do that, so yeah, you're just playing cards. You're doing up your you're doing up your bunk. Uh, you know, tapping and you know, slapping away, making yourself a a, a coffin bunk. Yeah. Did we say there's a wedding dress down there? Yeah, there's a no mesh wedding dress. Oh, no, I think that's my work. Uh, I, I want to take off my clothes and try on the, the wedding dress. I want to see like where it comes up to my like legs. If it's like like sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Vampire Hanash in a, in, a, in a tiny wedding dress doing the Buffalo Bill. Would you fuck me? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm kind of like I, I see Belsiar. I'm like this guy's really embracing it. Maybe I could be like you know like an undead bride. Make me a straight up <laughs> dexterity skill check. So no, nothing fancy, <laughs> just a straight up dexterity pure ability check. Sure, we're like we're like children of like the of of media. We have no as, as vampires. Our only reference points are Twilight and Corpse Bride. <laughs> oh, it's a natural twenty. Ooh. A natural I'm twenty, dripping off, getting down to your bare greens. You, uh, you, you just slide out of your um, pants. Just they're all like hot and sticky from the day. As you drop them to one side, pull on Marjorie's wedding dress. It's a tiny gnome wedding dress. As you wrench and you wrench and you wrench, and finally you manage to get it on as a kind of like, almost like a lacy thong. It's so small, it rides right up into your gooch. <laughs> and you find yourself wearing this tiny lacy dress number. <laughs> it's bulging. And that's what a nat 20 gets you. Where the bosom used to be on Marjorie's wedding dress, your two little testicles are just being held in this beautiful, pert little... Like, just... There's just a tufty green forest sticking over the top of of the cleavage. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Both of you feel a shake as the ground and the sea tremors. You feel everything shake. 
Uh, Belsier, one of the candles that you've lit near your coffin bunk, tumbles and falls into the coffin as you have to swat it out quickly as the ground or the sea shakes and tremors. Tatty, as you're, you're busy scooping brown meat out of the shell of the giant land crab to make something tasty, you, you feel everything shake and vibrate. As Belsier and Hanash, you hear a growl accompanying the tremor. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Does Hanash's, Hanash's dad bod wearing lacy underwear? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just with his perfectly per- pine nuts on display for everybody. Right, yeah, Tatty, even you hear a low guttural. Does it sound... I'm curious to see how much, how much, like, how much we can actually hear the, the growl. Does it sound like... An animal, or does it sound like, uh, like something a vegetable sentient, or like a something mineral talking? There's some more well, like something that's talking, like something sentient. Make me a perception check. Well, it sounds like a loud growl. You have discovered a scary door. Now, um, <laughs> thank you. That was a very generous laugh. As the tremor continues, you look over and you see some of the papers and. Some of the scientific notes tumble off the desk of Ptolemy and just roll on the floor. Yeah. I mean, now that I know he's dead, I'll start going through his, I'll start going through his, his notes and I'll see if I can find anything. See if we can find anything more useful than what, what he gave us. And specifically, if I can find anything about some kind of presence or like some, some kind of, I don't know large creature that was that was living in or around the volcano uh yeah i'll go through his notes okay right yeah uh if you make me hmm just trying to think what's a good yeah maybe an insight check uh four four you're looking at patterns. You see the word tremor is written repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly all over the place. Um, his, his handwriting's got progressively worse as time's gone on. He's the only one who's reading it anyway, so he didn't have to keep it legible. Um, you do see a reference a couple of times to what he called the voice mm. on a four. That's all you're going to get. His, the problem is as well, his notes are now jumbled and garbled and they're not in any kind of chronological order. They've been spilt all over the place and he's not kept them in a particularly well-archived fashion. So, yeah, he, he spent a lot of time um, going through it all, um, chronicling it, but it's now in a very, very higgledy-piggledy thing. As he was saying, he was sent to... to you see reference to the Maribolgian Rift, which is kind of like the movement of the plates that that released the Everplume volcano, and you can see his his notes saying, you know, thousands of years ago, as the as the Maribolgian rift ground against each other, it opened up a fissure, a crack into the into the underneath, which has released more than just hot air, gas, and and lava. Um, yeah, he makes reference to the tremors, and at least two references to the voice. Mm. Um, I imagine on a four, I, I can't, I can't really get anything more information about those two references to the voice. 
Um, Not really. That's that's fine. That's what I. You mean on a four, you're um, barely managing to translate his scribbled shorthand. Yeah, I think um, I think I'm just muttering some like complaints to myself as I'm going th- as I'm. Uh, I, I blame it on the shoddiness of his note taking, and I just go useless piss boy. I'll put the I'll put the notes back. In fact, I'll take I'll take I'll take his notes if I can if 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 um if it's not in like hundreds of different like journals and tomes and stuff I'll I'll just I'll take his notes. It's on, um, it's on scattered scrolls. You pull out the scrolls that you're interested in and fold them up, roll them up, and push them into your satchel. Did you call him piss boy to his dead face? Uh, when you, or was that to yourself? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not angry enough to go out and say it to his dead face. I think I'll. I think I'll stay inside as I, as I do that. I think it's more like it's like it's like it's like uh, absent-minded muttering. Just be like useless fucking piss boy. As the tremor slowly subsides, you stand in the doorway of the hut, looking out across the waves. You look as the tremor subsides, you see various, like a couple of birds take off from the treetops, some of the high canopy here on this small abandoned island. As you look out to sea, contemplating your friends, the trouble they're getting themselves into, the impending bloodlust that seems to be causing them to be more and more chaotic and driven by their wants and needs, you stare out at the lapping waters as far out in the black smoky plume coming from the water you see an explosion as magma blasts up into the air out of the water fired up into a cloud of hot lava and ash lighting up the night sky there the morning sky that's where we're going to pause this week's episode that's when you should have used the turtle head reference Mm, like a fiery turtle head. Fiery turtle head rising out and then jizzing out hot jizz into the morning light. No, mm. no one needs it. Volcanoes and ejaculate. It, it still cracks up. Have you ever read um, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle and the Sherlock Holmes novels? They're really well written, but he loved to use the word ejaculate mm. in its original sense. So he's constantly ejaculate. like... Everyone's ejaculate. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes spins around and ejaculates at... Watson all the time. And it's, it really takes me out of the novel. Said, ha ha, I have it, ejaculated Holmes. Watson taking out an handkerchief, wiping it out of his eye. Oh, yeah. What is it, Spider-Man? <laughs> Spider. <laughs> Fucking Spider-Man in everywhere. Well... There we go. I spent a lot of time writing the character of Ptolemy. I've had him in the wings for a while, and Hanash murdered him in about 4.5 seconds. We've got exposition out of He's going to come back. He's going to come back. Yeah, As, yeah, as, yeah. as Hanash, Hanash's, Hanash's spawn, or should I say Victor Victorious's spawn. Victor Victorious. God, he needs his own one shot, doesn't he? Bloody hell. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. that. That was very different. Not having the character there to drip feed you bits of information has definitely changed the trajectory of the storyline, but we'll uh, we'll we'll work that out. You're slowly reading scrolls and finding out information. But hey, 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 hey! Right, that's got to be about all we're going to achieve. It's a living. For, 
So what we're going to achieve for one sitting. Before we let you go, we just want to say a massive thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fancy fuck nuggetry. Now then, listeners, seeing as you made it this far, why don't you consider hitting the subscribe button? You get a like, weekly dollop of this fun straight to your nearest podcast app every single week. So yeah, hammer the subscribe button. It would mean the world to us. Better yet, if you're feeling fruity, why not give us a review? I'm sure you know how. We were saying last week, we're daring people to to leave us a review. So if you're feeling fruity, please, please, you know, leave us a review. I know you hear it all the time from other podcasts, but it really would mean the world to us. So, uh, yeah. It means more to us than those other podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. cowards. Do it. But if you fancy chatting to us about anything you've heard across the course of this episode, your best bet is to find us on X. That seems to be where we spend the majority of our time. It doesn't get any better. Dude, there's just no way. I can't there's refer just to no it way Twitter to say it. it. It's, it's fucking... Give, give us an X on X or send X. us an X. Yeah. Yeah, come find us on the um, on the app formerly known as Twitter. Uh, that's where we spend a lot of our time or on threads. So come hit us up on there. That'd be great. But you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and all over the place. Right, that just leaves us time to say a massive goodbye from the man who likes to munch on butt meat, Mr. Matt Durant. I ate his butt (laughs) with a nice candy. God. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, oh God. God. Man, that, was, that was amazing. Just, just. What an acceptance speech. It was the way that you caught yourself by surprise as you said it, yeah. and then saw the shock from the rest of us, and you got more surprised. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Enough said about that. Moving swiftly on. Right, it's a massive goodbye from a man who currently has a gnomish wedding dress riding up his butt crack. It is Mr. Chris Rack. Goodbye from the from voluptuous victorious. <laughs> it's really clamping your balls, that wedding dress, isn't it? It's like a vice. And it is a massive goodbye from the author of the best-selling book, Embrace the Thirst, Embody the Woke, A Practical Guide to self-love. It's Mr. Chris Neal. Uh, listeners, love thyself. Well, that's the sound of a thousand people thwapping. That's your that's your sign-off, is it? <laughs> wow. You did this. Okay. You did this. You Fine. did this. You, cre- you created this persona of me as, as apparently some weird kind of self-help guru for onanism. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get those yellow-tinted glasses so quickly? And that fake, fake moustache? And that comb-over toupee? Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. You heard it from the man himself. Practice self-love. I'm feeling spicy. I don't even know where to go from there. God, that's kind of stumped me a little bit. If you have to practice, you might not be very good. So. But practice makes perfect. So practice self-love. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I've got some hideous mental images now. I just mean be kind to yourself. Uh, don't don't treat your dick like a battered traffic cone. Unless you're trying to get things moving, then it's all right. Don't do that. Why a traffic cone? The shape of it. God. And the colour. 
what, does your dick have a massive, like, day-glow strip around the middle of it and a flashing tip? The shape, not the colour. <laughs> if it's that colour, then you definitely need to fucking stop. If you've been beating your knob until it's, like, Students bright orange with a flashing it. light on the end of it, it's got a sandbag to weigh it down, then, you know... Yeah. <laughs> And then it's got that ref- it's got that reflective it's got that reflective material, so you could use it as a lighthouse if you needed to. That's amazing. Just imagine Chris Neal's penis. It's got like the captain's armband on it. He's just got that viscose armband that just reflects light. Mm. All right. So other joggers can see him when he's running naked. Right. Excellent. And it's also a massive goodbye from me, AJ, the DM. It's been a massive pleasure. Thank you very much. Massive love to everyone who's hung on in here to the bitter end. That was a weird episode. It went to some very weird places. I'm not going to lie. Murdering the main NPC on a deserted island uh, makes it interesting to steer the storyline, to say the least. But yeah, you guys are on the cusp of something brilliant. So we will... Hopefully, see you back here next week, listeners. Happy adventuring. And whatever you do, remember, stay stay lubed. <laughs> stay tipsy. Stay lubed. Right. Stay, stay greasy. Stay slippery. Stay slippery. Stay slippery. Whatever you do, listeners, stay slippery. Right. Uh, That's it. That's all we're going to achieve. <laughs> Go home. Uh, piss off. Just, it's uh, over. Uh, <laughs> just go uh, home. End the bloody episode already. Let the poor listeners go. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Go home. It's over. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>